I don't believe in free speech. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I can't stand what they preach. I don't believe in free speech. Welcome back, Eleanor, to uh, another installment of the Daily Huzzah, an occasional series. <laughs> Not so daily huzzah. You have selected for us once again a medley of topical news stories, uh, which I have not been briefed on yet. And as I don't read the news, um, unless what I'm forced to read that is absolutely relevant, uh, this will be new to me. So I, this is like, so I will be, I will be responding, uh, spontaneously to the latest madness. Well, probably the biggest celebrity news, um, because last time we talked about celebrity news first, I think, um, is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that for some reason is being completely televised and streamed everywhere for everybody to see if they so choose. Our latest gladiatorial event. (laughs) Yeah. So that, I mean, we know that whole deal. Johnny Depp was canceled. Um, and like removed from everything. He was taken out of Pirates of the Caribbean and he was taken out of the Harry Potter movie. The, um, the um, Fantastic, Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah. And um, basically his ex-wife, Amber Heard, who I think had like the exact age gap that we have. Um, she <laughs> she um, wrote this like op-ed for The Atlantic, I think, or one, an, another publication and she basically like called herself a victim of abuse and then like Johnny Depp's career was over but she didn't name him directly so he's suing her because of this Um, and now people seem to be pulling their heads out of their asses because there's a petition for Amber Heard to be dropped from her big movie she's in the Aquaman series I don't know who she plays, but um, there there's a petition for her to be dropped from the Aquaman 2 series, and it has... You want to guess how many signatures it has? One million. Two million. Yes. Two million. That's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And people are just sort of going crazy about it online, and it seems like one of those things where it's both people's faults a little bit. They both seem kind of crazy, but... Um, well... Let, so, just to jump in there real quick, um, my I really haven't read much about the stories that they're telling, um, or any coverage of the trial or whatever you call it. Trial, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's in Virginia. That's right. I Northern did see Virginia, that. Yeah, so that's back. that's in my home state there. <laughs> um, but did I do remember when I first heard about it? You know, of course. <sighs> This is sort of the effect of, of just all of the, the madness that's been that's just ramped up into a mania in the last five years is that it does have the effect of it's a very predictable effect is when you hear a woman talking like this, you just go like, what the fuck ever this again? You know, that's what happens. And of course, that's why uh, and, and the, the idea that you can just sort of, you know. Just like the, the believe women t-shirts that just doesn't work because you can't it doesn't <laughs> because there are crazy bitches out there just like there are crazy men out there there's crazy people people lie people 
people don't even have to lie to you because they lie to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, that's human nature. So, uh, it'd be so self-deluding on an unconscious level that you're, you don't even know what your own past is. On the extreme level, I mean, I have personal experience with that, with people very close to me that have just, just completely rewrite their, their own past that involve you. And they have just black out, like things that don't jive with their sense of who they are. They just wipe them out without even knowing they've ever done it. And then you have a big, uh, you have a big uh, intervention heart to heart and you get to the bottom of it and they're sobbing and they're like, oh, I can't believe I, I could have repressed that. I'm so sorry and how to steal your validation from you. And then you have this big breakthrough and you're like, wow, things can change. And then you see them six months later and you bring it up and they're like, what are you talking about? I mean, I actually have, <laughs> that sounds like crazy person movie thing. I have personal experience with loved ones, uh, at least one who I'm not going to name here, but uh, that's a real thing. Who? Well, oh. I don't want to name this person. It is a woman, of course. <laughs> but, you know, I know for a fact that people can do this. And I also have uh, experience, of course, um, with, you know, uh, hearing what I have heard about Johnny Depp's relationship. I'm like, this is giving me bad flashbacks to my own, you know, experiences there and that kind of situation. And I know, again, I know for a fact that, you know, it is absolutely possible for an abuser to believe wholeheartedly that you are their abuser, even as they are abusing you. They can be literally like throwing shit at you and holding a knife to you and going like, you know, you're an abuser, you're an abuser. And of course, you could be holding a knife to somebody if they were like in in self-defense. There's a million ways that people can just, there's just so many ways that you can spin things around and see things the way you need to see them. And it can occur on a subconscious level. So you really, I'm sure Amber heard it's it's not like is she actually just some maniac who's just consciously lying or is she just is she just deluded or is Johnny Depp lying or deluded or whatever? who knows from what i've read it seems like they both are super messed up Johnny Depp is very clearly a drug addict alcoholic and probably was not the best partner for Amber Heard but everything i've heard of, about her and her actions is just so much worse than anything he did Maybe she is completely crazy. Maybe he's crazy. Maybe they are both abusive people. But the point is, like, look at how it was handled in the war. Look at how the media handled it. Like, everybody, she made, the woman made the accusation, the man was destroyed. And when the man came back to say, actually, I have proof that she abused me and cheated on me and did all these different things, nobody will listen to him at all. And there's recordings where she said, like, she said to him very directly, I read about one of those, like, she said, um, why don't you just go ahead and tell them that you, a man, is being abused by a woman. We'll see who believes you. And then her lawyers apparently are going with the story like, oh, she's too small to, like, be able to physically attack him. He's too, she's too small to be able to do these things that, that are being alleged of Didn't her. Didn't you, I think you read something to me at one point of her literally saying something to him. It's like an audio recording or something of her saying, like, go ahead, go ahead, Johnny, you know, go ahead and tell the world that this little girl abused you, you pussy. Yeah, essentially, that's, that's what That's basically what she was saying. Let me just jump in there for a second and say, oh, my fucking God. Like, I mean, her lawyers are using her size to invalidate her abuse of Johnny Depp. That is so sexist against men. It's just disgusting. Like, now, oh, now 
we're going to fall back on the gender stereotype because it's convenient to do so, right? Now we're going to say, like, oh, like, basically, what are they saying? They're saying men can't be abused. They're saying they're saying a physically stronger person can't be abused by a physically weaker person. That's what her lawyers are arguing. Right. Well, you asked the question about whether she seems like she is just like she's aware of the fact that she's lying about everything or if she just really believes that he abused her. And from everything I've read, I'm not watching this. I just will come across an article because it's hard to um, avoid them. It seems like she's just lying at this point. And the big thing was that she wrote this um, op-ed. It was in the Washington Post. um, And it came right in the middle of the Me Too thing. I mean, I'm sure she saw that as an opportunity and took it. um, And ruined Johnny Depp's career. And so in response to this petition that um, has gotten two million signatures, she said, paid rumors and paid campaigns on social media don't dictate casting decisions because they have no basis in reality. She scoffed at the statement. Only the fans actually made Aquaman and Aquaman 2 happen. I'm excited to get started next year. But that's exactly what happened to him. That's exactly what happens to every single person that gets canceled is one person makes the allegation and it spreads like wildfire through social media and and then that person gets gets canceled. canceled That's exactly what happened to Johnny Depp. I mean, he got got pulled off of everything because Mm -hmm. of her word. And now it's, it's going the other way and she's pissed and calling this an injustice. Well, from what I've what happened today, it's crazy. This is like week three of this thing. I'm sure these people are just exhausted. I'm exhausted of hearing about it, but um, there have been some, you know, notable moments that have come out of it. Like, you know, it just sort of shows Johnny Depp is a very down to earth person who just from the way he talks and from the way people have done interviews with him about this, it seems like he's being very sincere versus Amber Heard just seems like she's rehearsed to this over and over again and is very cold. And um, so after the testimony today or Friday, I guess, um, the experts this is on Insider it says experts told Insider that Depp performed well on the stand coming across as vulnerable and credible but they said he has an uphill battle to victory due to multiple audio and video clips of the couple fighting um, it's coming increasingly more difficult to show that there was no abuse but I feel like you could argue there's going to be abuse there's going to be stuff that happens that, that could be called abuse on both sides if you're dealing with somebody who like would she literally pooped in his bed and she cut off his finger you know you'd think that like responses to she took that a swing at him with a knife and nipped part of his finger off is that what happened? oh no no she threw a bottle of vodka mm. at him or wine and it broke and it, it cut off the top of his finger and they apparently that's what they've been like totally stuck on for the past couple of days they've been grilling him about this and he responded um he said Depp finishes up testifying he said he wouldn't have cut off his own finger because he loves playing guitar he said um Heard has claimed in court documents that Depp injured himself by slamming a plastic phone but Depp is claiming that Heard smashed a bottle of vodka into his hand Depp tried to strengthen this story on Monday saying that he would never have risked injury to his hand as a guitar player he said, there's no way I would cut my own finger off to ruin this beautiful opportunity to start playing guitar. Well, as Depp a said. guitar player, I can second <laughs> that. Which finger was it? Oh, I'm not sure. Which, I think it's it was his pinky finger or his ring finger. Which hand? <laughs> that makes a difference. It's funny. Like sure. it's, it's funny. Like I remember my stepdad, uh, you know, uh, 
classical guitarist and and I've been playing guitar for you know 30 years or whatever and I remember one time I cut I got this really really bad cut I had to get six <laughs> stitches super deep cut on my finger and he was like oh which finger and it's like as I'm telling him this you know I, my mom is like oh my god are you okay Do I yeah. that? and Pete's like which finger and I said the right pinky and he's like best one I mean it sucks but you know and I'm like totally That's- I mean you get you get upset <laughs> if you're like doing your nails and you like do them too short like you cut one of the nails too short because it's, it's going to mess it up the whole thing it makes a difference man <laughs> let me just say real quick jump in there about something here's the thing about abuse people okay like it's a very popular thing that I've heard uh Many times uh, where people say it was a mutually abusive relationship, um, those people, to turn this phrase back on them, they need to get educated, uh, you know, because there's really no such thing as a mutually abusive relationship. That's just an overuse and a misuse of the term abuse. And this is part of the problem is that we just use we use the term abuse to mean anytime anybody makes us feel bad about ourselves in any way, inadvertently, directly or indirectly, that's abuse. And if somebody's mean to you, it's an abuse. So, for example, if you if you listen to a, a, a taped fight between two people in a relationship, you can say, look, it's mutually abusive because they're both being they both sound like crazy people. They're both being total assholes. They're both saying abusive things to each other. We use the the word abuse Anytime you're saying anything that's unfair or mean or whatever, that's not what abuse is. That's why there's no such thing as a as a mutually abusive relationship. What you have there is a relationship, believe me, when a person is abusing a person, like an ongoing pattern of abuse, that is a one-sided relationship. And the other person can become... If you've never been in a situation like this, you have no idea what it is like to live in a situation like that where you are constantly walking on eggshells, you are constantly trying to avoid a negative reaction from the other person and trying to wrangle them and steer them and keep – it's like dealing with a fucking mental patient all the time. Just, okay, okay, yes, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, you you start like you, – you never say anything. You never speak your mind. You never address your feelings. You're just trying to avoid – being abused all the time. It starts off as like a normal thing and it just slides into this territory where eventually, if it's that kind of relationship, uh, eventually you're just always just hiding and trying to not get abused. And so eventually things blow up. I mean, you can, you, you have no idea the kind of anger that that will generate. So to just look at a man in this case who is, is, who is, you know, if this is true about Johnny Depp, whatever, you could take any relationship, to look at a person who has been a victim of abuse for years in a relationship and then go, yeah, you're, you seem pretty angry there, buddy. Fuck you. Of course I'm angry. It's like putting somebody in a cage and torturing them and then like treating them like an animal, like scientists from on the outside of the cage looking in and saying like, you know, uh, notice how the human will uh, exhibit animal like to look, look, when we, when we, when we shock them with electricity, look, it's so predictable. <laughs> yeah. look, look what they do. You know, it's just, it's like, of course he's angry. Of course you can find a tape of somebody screaming like a maniac saying, I'm not going to fucking let you treat me like this. You know, because that's, you You turn to a crazy person. And and so, like, I don't know what the deal is with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Who knows? I wasn't there and I haven't even, you know, I haven't even really read up much on this, but I certainly wasn't there. But all I know is you need to understand that 
you know, abuse doesn't just mean, like, if you have a tape recording of both of them yelling and you oh, well, I guess it was a mutually abusive relationship, that's not really how it works. And the other thing we need to understand is to just look at the fucking witch hunt that took place immediately based on the word of a woman who just me too somebody. Mm-hmm. basically yeah you know and that's and that that is it we're you know we're in the, very much in this scarlet letter shit now you know where that's it for johnny depp he's done and then he turns around and he and he, tra- and he goes well you know what i'm gonna sue you and now she's going wait a minute he hasn't proved anything and my career's getting fucked well, up that's not say, fair i would say if there is anything that could i mean i feel like the me too movement thing in the past two years maybe has slowed down a bit like there's fewer i mean there was like that fear flurry of like harvey weinstein and louis ck and johnny depp and like all these people were getting canceled all at once which some of them you know deserved that some of them are in jail because of the stuff that they were doing that's right that's sure good you know that part's good that's worst. But, but then like it just sort of got out of hand but i feel like maybe it has something to do with the pandemic and people you know weren't doing stuff for a while but it seemed to have slowed down a bit now and they're more isolated accounts of things. And they're more smaller. You know, you sort of just forget about it. Like that thing I read, um, what was it? It was some actor. I read it out to you the other day. I was like, oh, this guy got canceled for saying he was said something about anti-LGBT. And then that just sort of like, you know, got glossed over or something. And he didn't get canceled from his movie or anything. I think it was Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Chris Pratt. Uh, and he, um, the this was like a rare case where like I, the the... the person that defended him i don't know if it was the i think it was the director they said yeah it was the director he was like um because it wasn't even saying anything that he said it was because he supposedly had like religious connect he like was going to a church that had said something some journalist said are you going to remove chris pratt from your movie based on rumors that blah 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 yeah Yeah, and the director was was like like, why why would i take him off just based on fucking rumors that aren't even true right so i feel like i mean this johnny depp amber heard trial is so big it is i mean it's huge it's basically for the past three weeks it's been the top trending like i can't open my news app without seeing an article about it i could see that being like a turning point in how things are going to go on in the future because everything that Johnny Depp, unless the judge just like does like, if this ends up being like an OJ Simpson type trial or something and they're just like, Oh yeah, no, no, no. Like everything Johnny Depp said and proved is, is false. I feel like it could be a, you know, a turning point. It'd be really interesting to see where it goes. And if it is a turning point, like you say, um, because simultaneously, I mean, it is, Maybe like you say, I mean, part, I guess, it's, you know, what you're saying is maybe the reason why it's so fast. It's hard to say because we, you know, we just love, you know, whatever the distraction is like you, the OJ Simpson trial, for example. Mm-hmm. People just can't get enough of that shit. And we can't go like a week without like a new Netflix special about like a like a serial killer or something, you know. Um, but at the same time, maybe part of the reason that 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 it is what it is right now is because there is, you know, <sighs> Some people are saying that the tide is turning. You know, I think it's premature to to say that, unfortunately. But, I mean, it is true that at any rate that people are definitely more and more and more and more people have started, are really sick of this shit. And I think that what it is is that the, um, something that I say all the time, of course, is that the, when all this stuff really started to, like, gain like crazy momentum back like in 2015 or something yeah I think. 15 16 something yeah that's when it really just all of a sudden started to go crazy and really build and build um but at that time i was immediately thinking 
you know, well, this is a problematic premise. If you accept premise, if you accept like this premise for case A, then what about when we get to case Y over here? What about that? You know, and that's what's happening. It all which you know we talk about all the time, which is like, okay, well then, like when 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 you know, just your you know friend down at the coffee shop suddenly says like, you know. Call me day now, even though I look the same and I, nothing's changed. And you go, okay, I guess. And the next thing you know, it's like, I don't understand why can't a man swim against a woman and competitively? Like, and, you know, and not only that, but you won't even be able to call her a man. <laughs> you know, that's the extension. And more and more and more of that stuff has happened. We get, we got to the point where it's like people are just fucking going bananas uh, left and right about every single, because it's coming it's gotten to the point where we have accepted as a society, we got really excited about accepting some premises that we are now having to face the consequences of. I feel like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial could be a turning point, but I think that it also is kind of weird because they're like, all these articles are saying like Johnny Depp is also, you know, they, they there was mutual abuse. They're both abusers, but at least they're still, there's still something coming out of it, and they're not totally just shutting him down altogether. The fact that they like ever any... did is very disturbing. But now oh, that most definitely. But the fact that they're actually and the and the dist- and, and the fact that they shut him down because he's a man and because she's a woman. She's a small woman. He's a man. Fuck you. You can't be abused. And he's and older any, than her and, and has more money than her. Right. Than so he her. must be a predator. He yeah. must be the predator because we have accepted that premise over and over and over well, again. It's just such a low bar to set to be like, well, we'll give Johnny Depp a chance. You know, we'll we'll maybe let him plead his case. Yeah, that right there he no you're not letting him do that fuck you he has a right to do that he has every right in the world to do that you know i suppose we should count ourselves lucky that he's even getting the chance but he's getting the chance after his career has already been fucked you know i mean you know but it's, oh, oh 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 i meant to tell you add this sorry to cut you off but um after like it sort of switched a little bit everything i have not seen anybody saying like Amber Heard is right, Johnny Depp's wrong. That's why I feel like it'll probably have a positive outcome for Johnny Depp. But um, I did see on Facebook, I was scrolling through Facebook, and there was um, Netflix was advertising that they have the Johnny Depp movies on streaming now. Really? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of weird. And I like I um, looked at it because I was like, oh, we can talk about this when we talk about the Johnny Depp thing. And I read the comments and every single comment was like, oh, okay, Netflix, now you're going to come around and show us these awesome movies with amazing actors just because Johnny Depp is finally getting his day in court. I think every single person was saying like, this is just an opportunist thing. Yes, exactly. I was going to say like, it's, it's nice to think like, oh, Netflix is coming around. But I mean, that's I've been saying that all along is that this is just about money. All of these, we're so excited to see all of these companies getting with the program and getting on board. And we're like, we're not going to support toxic things anymore. We're going to, I've said all along, like, yeah, that's because it's right now it is profitable. It's profitable to say, you know, black lives matter, trans lives matter. But the second it isn't, you will find all of a sudden that these companies don't give a fuck. The best example of what you're talking about, we laughed so much at this. We were living at Windsor Hills. And we were doing, we were just looking online, online shopping, and it was the J Crew. It was the J Crew factory. They're like during the whole Black Lives Matter protest thing, they changed their entire website, so it was like the black square, and it was like Black Lives Matter. I was like, "You're J Crew." 
everybody did that. Are you kidding that. me? Well, it was that's part of the things about uh, when that whole when the Black Lives Matter protest really like all the shit hit the fan in the summer of 2020 in the middle mm, of the pandemic. Yeah. Where everybody that was protesting just got a free pass to fucking break curfew and go out there. Um, I that was every basically every company, every like newsletter that I would receive from a clothing company or anything. Suddenly it's a black square, black square. Everybody had to. It was like putting John in the fucking swastika. Like it's it's like if you're seen on the streets without your black square, shit's gonna go down. Like every company suddenly had to virtue signal to let you know that they're good people and a good company because they're getting behind a righteous cause. And once again, it's one of those things that sounds like, why is that a bad thing? It seems like a good thing until you realize that it's an absolute required oath of allegiance. And if you don't do it, then they're going to come after you. Like these companies basically have to do it because if they don't, they'll be accused of transphobia or racism or whatever the case is. So once you realize that it's a required thing, then you realize it's just like an abusive relationship where you're doing something to avoid a negative reaction. You're just trying to control and wrangle that abuser, that bully, so that they don't fuck you up. So that makes it yeah. kind of a worthless gesture, doesn't it? Well, that's and it's exactly. not real and it won't last when, when the tide turns, you know, like Netflix. Netflix has gotten, just like every streaming company, has gotten, like, disgustingly woke. And, mm-hmm. um, and yet, all of a sudden... They're show, they're gonna they're they're gonna get with the program with Johnny Depp now. Let me just uh, here, one good example of disgustingly woke uh, streaming services would be Disney, oh <laughs> which has just turned God. into the fucking like they, <laughs> what Disney, you know. But like okay, so all of a sudden, so we have the Disney Channel. I think because we got it with our phones. Yeah, we're we are not paying for that. Just so you know, we are not giving any money to Disney. <laughs> but it's great because they have all the Studio Ghibli films, which is yeah. awesome, and they have all these old Disney movies and everything. Oh wait, and they have wait, wait, hold on a second. Shows. Hold on a second. That's a false claim. You can't give Disney that much credit because they don't have the Studio Ghibli ones. HBO does. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks. You're well, making Disney seem way better than it is. Okay. But Disney's cool because <laughs> okay, but they do have okay. So but Disney has um, they have all these old like you know all the they have all the Pixar movies and they have all these old cartoons that like you watched when you were a kid and everything and they have like the Muppet Show mm-hmm. and everything, but which is one of the best shows ever. They they they've put these disclaimers on everything lately. I was looking at the the Muppet Show the other day, and there's a there's a disclaimer. There's like a sensitivity disclaimer for the Muppet Show. They had one on Ducktales, which was like one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. I would come home from school and watch Ducktales like four o'clock or whatever it was. <laughs> and um, you know, and on one day I came across this disclaimer that said like you know uh, this episode contains offensive depictions of you know, of certain cultures and, and, you know, something like that. But they said the direct quote is, uh, you know, this was wrong then and it is wrong now. But like rather than removing the offensive content, the offensive content, uh, we choose to leave it here as a way of, as a way of encouraging conversation so that we can learn to be better. And they have that exact same wording on a disclaimer for The Muppet Show. Uh, and you said your didn't your sister or somebody come no, across the same thing? I, I your pulled friend. it up. Yeah. So my my best friend, um, who is a mom who has two kids, um, they're like you know old enough to know what's going on, like five and two. Um, they talk and you know know what they're watching. Um, she texted me and said, you know, you should do a podcast 
about all the vintage Disney movies like Mickey Mouse that literally have warning signs on them because of cultural appropriation or some other unknown reason. And she went on to tell me that she said, we were watching Donald Duck Beach Picnic the other day, and there was some big warning sign that came up, and I was like, what the hell is this? And I said, okay, I have to see what it is now. So we watched it. And you know what it was? There was one scene that didn't last even 30 seconds where there were some ants stealing food off the picnic blanket that had Indian-looking markings on it. Because like, it was the time. I mean, it, yeah. it's from, you know, a time where it was okay. Well, we Just, were watching Quantum Leap, like, yesterday, which is, by the way, like, one of the greatest shows ever, if you don't know. It sounds like a joke, show. but it's actually fantastic. Yeah. Um, and there's... So, okay... Premise real quick, Quantum Leap, the guy, Sam Beckett, like he he's like in a different he's like in a different body every episode. He's like keeps leaping back and forth through time and he like inhabits like the body of a different character and he has to like write something that was wronged back in the past. So all of a sudden so it's a great show and it gives you all these opportunities. So like in one episode, he leaps back to like the fifties and he's a black man. And there's all this race and he just, he leaps in and he's like, what the hell's going on? He's in a diner and he's just like, hang on, let me sit down and get my bearings. And he sits down at the counter and everybody's like, you know, and the shit hits the fan because a black guy just sat down at the counter with all the white folks. So the whole episode, it's great. Obviously, this was like, this was what liberals did in 1989 or 1990. You make a show where you're going to make a powerful comment about racism by showing, you know, how fucked up this was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and people are going to learn something by the end of the episode. But now all you would see is a white man playing a black man, representing a black man. And it's not like they put uh, Scott Bakula in blackface or something. You're just seeing Scott Bakula, this white man. But when he looks in the mirror, you see a black man. So he's supposed to be a black man. And people just look at that now. I think we even looked up some comments and it's like all the comments are like, what a great episode up until you get to about... 2017 and then it's like and then it's like oh god this is so cringy i can't watch it because now you've been trained to all you can see all you can see is like the racism 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 and you can't see that like this was this was actually liberals fighting against racism the same thing with anything else and then we saw an episode uh last the other day not too long ago where um what was it he uh there's one where he he comes he's like he plays a woman you know yeah. but it's a white woman so that's okay this was honestly was, there was quantum leap one. the most progressive television <laughs> it was really show. progressive and then there was one we watched just last night or this morning he play he comes back as a native american a native american first of all they, they say they don't nobody says native american because that wasn't really a thing yet so they're saying indian mm-hmm. they're saying indian and uh and his co-star is his co-star is, is Native, Native American. American, right? So the person in that episode, like the the, the co-star in that episode, is Native American, and mm-hmm. so he's he again he's like in, in, inhabiting the body of a Native American, and I can just imagine like the, the shit storm about that now. But obviously, like the, again, just like the episode where he comes back as a black man, like what we're doing is we're highlighting discrimination against a group of people and we're able to see it through this fresh lens just here's let's just here's a different angle let's look at it this way you just come at it from a bunch of different angles and you can learn and you can see perspective and like i'm sorry but like maybe that's what white folks need it's like he like you know gee i never thought about it that way all of a sudden you put a white man at the counter in the 50s and people are talking to him 
like he's his complete inferior and it just pisses you off. And, you know, if you're one of those white people who really haven't ever really thought about that somehow and you see that and you get all pissed off because like, you're like, I love Scott Bakula. You can't talk to Scott Bakula that way. And suddenly you go, well, gee, maybe it really sucked that we treated black people that way for so long. Then I think maybe a white person just learned a lesson. <laughs> well, you know, Probably. God forbid, right? But now we would be so, we would be so cringy and squeamish and outraged that like that anybody would be even attempting to represent the experience of somebody that they aren't like i've said before it's called acting people that's what you do you 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 pretend to be somebody that you aren't well yeah it's above, called a I mean, role beyond that we <laughs> live in just a censored world like the whole the example for the real world example from my friend who is a mother and a wife and who's like you know young it's not like she's like 40 she's 25 she when she texted me about this i asked her i said D so did you watch it with your kids you know like how did they respond and she said they didn't care she said the only thing um, she said the thing is that white people are the only ones who are getting offended by groups um, by things for other ethnic groups and her husband is Indonesian he is like an immigrant he doesn't like he he doesn't totally speak English like very super super Asian um, and she added this extra text that she said um, things that white people always say is offensive to Asians I always ask John does this offend you? And he always laughs and says like, what? I literally wouldn't even notice that. I don't care. So that's a real life example from a real mother with, you know, half Asian children from an Asian father who, you know, has. But again, just anybody, like, anybody listening to this who is just, is just gonna see racism everywhere. They're going to hear this and go like, what? They're, 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 they're already imagining your friend as just a spoiled white bitch. Mm -hmm. You know, like, of course she doesn't see it because of this. They're those kind of people. He's probably, he must be rich too. You know, these are privileged people, obviously. If they, or, or they're just uneducated. They don't yeah. know yet that they should be outraged. But of course, that's the thing. You can't argue against people who are just going to see it the way they see it. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to change anybody's mind with my uh, rants about Quantum Leap and Scott Bakula. But <laughs> Scott Bakula, the greatest actor of uh, he really is. History. I never knew how great he was. He's a renaissance man. He, he is can a renaissance do, he man. Can... In Quantum Leap, he <laughs> has to play a different character in every single episode. Right? He's playing himself, but also a different character. So it's kind of like two things. It's like when an actor has to play an actor. It's like when an actor has to act badly. Yeah. Or like, a, you know what I mean? That's a, a very impressive talent on his own. So anyway, um... That's that's the the madness there. Um, what else is uh, on the docket for the the daily huzzah? What what other gender news is out there in the world <laughs> to get pissed about? Well, there's um, there's that uh, New York Times article about the actor Ezra Miller, who we've talked about on the show before, because he played right another Creed fantastic and... beast uh, actor. Yeah, Johnny Depp. which by the way, we need to watch the new one that has already come out. Maybe we can try to find that tonight. 
the one where they've replaced uh, Johnny Depp now yeah, with, with Mass Milkins. Yeah, the Danish Who is guy. awesome. I yeah. mean, he's fantastic, they cast but I'm still him from pissed. the beginning. I still feel like people, like, if you're pissed about Johnny Depp being removed from this movie, don't watch it. And like I said before... Or find it on an want, online streaming yeah, site if you want, Yeah, exactly. If you want Disney to pay the price for it, for, for being a bunch of woke assholes... Then, then stand up for something and don't and don't don't go pay for it, you know, or whatever. Maybe don't watch it at all. But of course, then you'd have to give up something, and that sucks. Nobody wants to do that. I mean, myself included, you know. Yeah. So the um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, New York Times got into a little hot water um, Good. when they. <laughs> That's a fucking joke. Remember when that was a real newspaper? Yeah. I do. Oh, there was um instead of like like all of their news articles read as op eds now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Ezra Miller, um, who we talked about before, he has is still apparently spiraling in whatever like mental health crisis he's been going through. He the last time we talked about him, he had made that post saying he was gonna kill Yeah, he was gonna kill all the members of the North Carolina chapter of the KKK. Right. That's Which right. was weird. It was just, and everybody was like, what? Like, this is just kind of came out of nowhere. What's his connection? Why is he, you know, uh, what's happening here exactly? Yeah. And then he came out as non-binary. Oh, we should, oh my God, we should be saying yeah, they. Crap. Okay. Then uh, they, Ezra Miller, came out as non-binary. I, you told me and I forgot. I forgot um, too. So I'm excused from misgendering. Ezra Miller well, okay. until now. So, now I know. So now I have to say there or it's it's one point against me every or, time. You're, you're going to end up like the New York Times. So they um, they ran this article about how he's he's in Hawaii filming like the Flash. In, is that like a comic book? Is it based on Flash? Oh, oh, oh think, no, it's the Flash. It's just another stupid. Uh, it's just one of the slew of I mean, that's all we make anymore is is like is like dark dark supervillain movies about about like like the Batman. about like graphic novels and comic book characters that's like because yeah, we're all like there, there aren't any adults infants. left in the country like there's no remember when they were like when they were adults yeah. i mean I, was, I mean i sound like such an old man but like jesus like when when my grandfather was like 18 he was fucking like he was like flying he was flying fighter planes in in the over the pacific you know, by the time he was 25, he had like four kids and a, and a degree and was supporting a family. Now it's like you're 45 years old and you're still like just like you're still like just going to see uh, going to see like Batman. Or you're like uh, there's some guy I I it's showing my playing, ignorance playing video games. <laughs> well, just tonight, not that long ago, right before we started recording this, some actor or like online celebrity personality. I don't know who he is or what his name is, but. He like he's like forty seven or forty eight, and he posted like a like a shirtless selfie of him like laying in bed with his nails painted, and like the caption was like, "Gosh, I'm so bored. Like I don't have anything to do." Blah blah blah. And everybody's like, "You're forty eight years old. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why would you lie on your bed and take a shirtless selfie of your muscle and then post it for your like millions of Twitter followers to say, oh, 'Oh, I'm so bored.'" Well, maybe he's just, he's just trying to be like a 20-year-old tw- a girl, I guess. Is that what it is? That's all they do. Well, maybe. But if you're 48, you should have grown, grown out of that. Um, yeah, I guess if it, he was trying so, to be a 20-year-old girl, he would it would have said something about how... Uh, about how it would have been a picture of himself, a picture of, uh, himself with his nails painted saying, like, what else can the world take away from me? 
Yeah, or like something with like the wrong apostrophe S, like something that's supposed to be deep, but it's like totally not. And like you say apostrophe S instead of S. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you, mean like, how, you mean how everybody missed, uh, no one in the, everybody is so fucking illiterate that no one knows how to use an apostrophe. So yeah, everybody says so you, IT apostrophe made, S instead of ITS. Yeah, know? or like you do, um, like, what was it? Oh, my sister did that with Frederick Douglass. She did like Frederick Douglass's, but it wasn't like his Frederick Douglass. He like owns it, but it's not. See, I get pissed off that people don't know how to use a semicolon, and that's just a losing battle. Forget about the semicolon. People don't even know how to spell. Okay, so the semicolon Your average, like, incoming is, freshman doesn't know how to spell. In my opinion, the semicolon is more like, you know, you can take a really creative spin on it and be a little unique. That's not you how know, it If works. you feel like you need a semicolon at the end of your title where you have, like, the little <laughs> excerpt from your text before you lead into your title, you can put a semicolon That's where there you use you a want. colon between the title but and the But the semicolon is cuter. It has that little, like, whoosh at the bottom. Somebody's you know? listening is like, what are you, a fucking editor? Well, yes, actually, that's what I do, actually, for a living since I don't, you know, I don't make any money podcasting. I know. Okay, so sometimes <laughs> I will use a semicolon wrong, but I do know how to spell and i do know how to use the apostrophe yeah, s we are covering all the crucial the crucial issues of the gender landscape <laughs> the hot today. topics anyway so ezra miller um he's been like doing this whole spiral he got arrested he's playing flash um they're filming a movie in hawaii i think um and he got arrested in hawaii and the New York Times ran an article where they used the wrong pronouns. They referred to Ezra Miller as he, him, whereas they use they, them pronouns. And after they posted the article, the New York Times came back and said, correction. Oh, first of all, let me just read the headline. Ezra Miller, the actor who played the superhero The Flash in several movies and TV series, is facing an assault charge in Hawaii. They were accused of throwing a chair after being asked to leave a party, injuring a woman. And then there's a correction beneath it that says, Correction! A previous version of this post used an incorrect pronoun for Ezra Miller. Miller uses they, not he. We have updated the post. And then there's like a second correction. Correction! We have no way of verifying whether the individual... Uh, at whom the chair was hurled was was in fact a woman. A we woman. apologize if we have unintentionally misgendered uh, her, him, or them. And the top comment like really speaks to the main issue. It, it, this person says people are demanding the correct pronoun while this person, the person in question, is a relentless offender. He should get the respect that he's giving. We're missing the big picture as a society. We should be caring more about the woman that he actually hurt than catering to whatever pronoun needed, whatever pronoun needs. Oh, yeah. Let, yeah. Let me address that. Um, you see that a lot these days. Uh, a good, a very good example of that, an even, uh, an even sort of more extreme example might be um, the thing with the Scottish uh, police where... I think it was J.K. Rowling that made a that made a uh, sort of brought a lot of attention to it by making a tweet about it. But um, the Scottish police were like uh, were passing a new something to um, make sure that they weren't. Oh, I think they said I think the Scottish police like had like made a new rule that they would use whatever they, they would use whatever pronouns like if if somebody was uh, if somebody was accused of rape. The idea is that they were concerning themselves with like 
making sure let's make sure we don't accidentally misgender rapists and people were pissed about this because it's one of again it's one of those situations where where you know the premise catches up with you as i keep Mm -hmm. saying you know where and, and, and then all of a sudden there's this other reaction where everybody's like patience and sensitivity and compassion just runs the fuck out and suddenly they go like i don't give a fuck what this rapist or this abuser or whoever it is, this guy who, you know, killed five people in a DUI because he was drunk and ran over at like a schoolyard. You know, <laughs> that's that's where this this is where it catches up to you. You know, some drunk fucking maniac like runs through a schoolyard and kills a bunch of kids and then they misgender the person. And then, like the fucking newspaper, it goes out. We, you know, we need to print a correction. We apologize to yeah. this. This we apologize to this monster for mischief. At that point, everybody goes, "Fuck this!" What they're essentially saying is, "No, you don't deserve the right. You don't deserve the right to claim special treatment for being transgender because we've decided you're a bad person." It reminds me of. <sighs> Not to name names, but from my uh, weird personal life. (laughs) Um, It reminds me of somebody that I once knew who was an absolute fucking tyrant about everybody using they pronouns, even though this was a woman who presented as nothing but female. And her boyfriend also was trans, non-binary, and completely presented as nothing that wasn't masculine about him. And they both were like total Nazis about they, 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 they. And you're trying to talk to him. And if you accidentally say he or she, they're just like fucking all over you. They, they, they. And she would just kick your ass if you misgendered him. Then they broke up. And then after that, she immediately went back to male pronouns for him. And I asked her, you know, I noticed you use you know, you use male pronouns now. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just like, I'm just so pissed off at him now. Now that I realize like what he really was, now that I realize what a bad person he is, you know, I I realize now that I, I never really believed that he really was really that genuine and authentic about your, hold on, hold on, fuck you. You don't get to be the one. You're the people who are telling us that nobody has a right to make the judgment call about somebody else's identity. Under no circumstances do you have the right ever to make a judgment call about whether somebody's trans identity is authentic or not. But all of a sudden, you now get to do this? This is the same person who every time I would say, like, if I ever said, like, retarded, she would be all over me. Like, God, I just want to fucking punch you in the face when you say that. She would just, like, like, I would accidentally say, like, retarded. Oh, God, I feel so retarded right now. I forgot to eat. And she'd be like, you know, she'd be like, I just, I, I, I hate you when you say that. It's just so disgusting. And then we, I finally escaped that maniac. And then, like, after a while, I ran into her. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where months later, you know, you try to have a cup of coffee or something and be civil. And, uh... <laughs> And we were actually riding to the coffee shop and she was driving and somebody cut her off and she said, and she said, what are you doing, you fucking retard? (laughs) Like, this is the same person, you know, like that, that kind of double think. And you can just like, it's fine. I'll just cut this out because it's a pointless story because you can just write it off as like, oh, well, that's just that. It's just that person. But it isn't just that person. She's like. 
this is the same thing that's happening with these people. It's like Ezra Miller is an alcoholic asshole who throws a chair at somebody. So nobody gives a fuck about his trans identity now. Like they're essentially saying you don't have a right. Well, people do care. The New York Times cares. But now people are mad at the New York Times for making that, for making a priority. Like essentially, if we've decided somebody's guilty, then they're no longer, they don't deserve rights. The same reason why you can like uh, justify like the death penalty, right? And you say, whenever you talk about the death penalty, you say, well, do we have a right to kill somebody? And you want to ask that philosophical question. And all people can say is like, well, don't you think he deserves it? No, God, no. And you go, well, whether or not he deserves it isn't the point. You're talking about whether or not it's morally permissible, right? No, it's not. Even though this (laughs) seems like a separate issue, it's kind of a related thing where like we all get to say what we are and it's a completely subjective matter and no one has a right to question that or we don't. Which is it, people? You can't just pick it up and drop it off whenever it's convenient to do so. That's not how it works. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> right. Well, the thing about um, the thing that I could understand about the people who are saying, you know, like, why does it matter if you got his pronoun right? What matters is the fact that he assaulted somebody is that the whole headline reads so weirdly like, oh, he assault he threw a chair at someone, a woman like it's it's just they're underscoring the, the problem, that's even worse right because it's a woman yeah and the problem the to begin with is that like you know we're gonna read we're gonna click on an article that's like about physical violence in the first place just to be like ooh what happened but on top of that you know it doesn't it's the reason like them coming back and correcting it, it takes it even further away from the sorry to use this word victim in the incident. So it's why even, the, yeah, I mean, it's just part of the news cycle, but why even fucking bother? Mm-hmm. Why are we concerning ourselves with the private lives of celebrities in the first place? Like, why? Because we've all stopped believing in God, so this is our next best thing. Or, or why even mention the whole thing in the article, headline, just say, like, Ezra Miller arrested in, in Hawaii. And you click on that if you want to read that. You don't have to have a re- a Ezra Miller arrested in Hawaii for getting into a drunk brawl with this with, and throwing a chair at someone, a woman. And it's all part of the same thing of how we. this is what we've created is a landscape in which, you know, in which people's everybody's personal character is going to dictate whether or not they have a right to have a career or whatever. And that personal character can be just destroyed with a word, with a rumor. It doesn't matter. You know, and it's that same kind of thing. Like that sounds not like, according to Amber Heard. It sounds like it kind of makes sense, right? You're like, yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to go see a Woody Allen movie if you think he raped his daughter? Do you want to go see a movie by Harvey Weinstein? You know, um, and it's funny too. By the way, real quick, a little aside about the about the Steen, the um, Steenster, the Steenster about the Steenster who, is, who was found guilty. Yeah. Well, a funny thing, he actually was found guilty. And, uh, you know, everybody that talks about that is like, yeah, you know, that one, no matter what they think about me, too, they kind of go like, yeah, but that guy really was blah, blah, blah. A couple of comments. Uh, first of all, you notice, like, I don't see them pulling the whole Weinstein catalog off the shelves because you know how much money that would be? Everything. Pay attention to that when you watch a movie. How many things do you see like that that Weinstein production stamp on like fucking everything so they would have to just lose they would have to just write off like billions of dollars of movies so great uh what ezra miller's trans and 
and, the New York and, Times and an alcoholic. So we don't know whether to love him. We, we love him because he's trans. So he seems really heroic. But we hate him now because he's an alcoholic. He threw a chair at a woman of all things. Yeah. And that matters all of a sudden. The gender matters now. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Why would it matter if you throw a chair at a woman or a man? As I've said before, like, if we were truly equal, you could go around, you know, you could go, you could throw a chair at a woman, throw a chair at a man. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But it does, doesn't it, folks? Ask yourself if you want to understand, like, your, you know, how you see women and how you see men after all of this. And even if, like, half the people in the room are trans or whatever, some of the women are, the women are dressed up like dudes and the dudes are dressed up like women, blah, 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 and whatever. And you throw a chair at the 90 pound girl and you throw a chair at the, at the, at the, at the football linebacker, which do you feel more sorry for? What do you think was more wrong? They're both wrong, but this was kind of more wrong. Yeah. Well, in less exciting news for people under the age of, uh, say, 47. Um, <laughs> like me. Candace Cameron Bure or Bure. Candace uh, Cameron Bure. Uh, Bure. Has the left the Hallmark Channel. That's right. That's right. I remember you mentioned that to me like last week or something. Yeah. I was like, She's gosh, you better you better things. call your mom right now. And let her know. <laughs> oh, she knows already. I bet. Candace, uh, Candace Cameron Bure is one of the Hallmark, one of like the legends of the Hallmark Channel. She's been in like a million things. She's been there for like 20 years or something, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And you, so she left because she left the Hallmark for the Channel now. I haven't like, uh, you know, a little, little background for everybody. Um, the Hallmark Channel is something like, only old ladies and me watch. <laughs> and now by association, me. And you. No, we don't actually have the Hallmark Channel, but there's something great. Like whenever we go stay in a hotel or something, we're always like, oh, we have the Hallmark Channel because there's something great about these movies. I always feel like, first of all, as like a filmmaker of any level, uh, like you can really learn a lot by watching a movie. Like you can't really learn that much from watching a really bad student film. It's just bad. It's just, it's just too bad. And then watching a really great, like watch Kurosawa, you can learn like, God, that's a fucking amazing shot. Or like Bergman, look at the light on that. Gee, what the hell? But then like watching a movie that's like done professionally, but not well is such a learning opportunity. (laughs) Cause you'd be like, wait, wait, why did they do that with the camera there? Why are they suddenly handheld? It looks like, what, is there a stalker? Is this know, Friday the 13th now? Two, you know, of, two of your biggest goals, I think, that are, that like, I don't know if it's just because I am totally in love with you and I think you could do anything that you set your heart to, but I really truly believe from the bottom of my heart that the two things that you were born to accomplish are, first of all, to play in the 2023 Masters. Second of all... <laughs> To write and direct the greatest Hallmark Christmas movie that has ever been made. <laughs> Remember this, folks, because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to do either of these things. Uh, but uh, <laughs> also, it's a nice thought. <laughs> Thank you. No, I really think that you could. I mean, you have like the whole, you know, the formula down, and but you have like you know. There's all these little touches that that you and I always notice that are like, wait, what the hell? What is going like that? Ep- that one we watched where it was filmed in a hallway of a hotel. Oh, I love but that. But they one. were like, oh, this is this is um, an apartment building, but it had the room numbers and right. like the don't do not disturb. And if you understand, <laughs> if you understand like anything about like if you've ever like if you've ever worked on a film or anything, if you understand anything about production, you know, 
and I've worked, I've worked, uh, you know, I've done film stuff. You've done tons of photography stuff, of course. And you like, mm-hmm. you look at that stuff, you can see that stuff. Like very clearly with that film, what they did is they rented out half of like one, they rented out like one floor of a hotel or like half of like one wing of one floor of a hotel and shot like 90% of the movie there. So they're clearly like recycling and you can see, right? And we were like, wait a minute, I think that's what's going on. And then eventually we <laughs> spotted there's like a do not disturb sign on one yeah. of the, and you can start to and see like, where oh, like. It's, it's because on all the, um, you know, when you go to a hotel and there's like the, it's like a holiday inn or something and there's the plaque with the number and there's the braille there's, underneath. Yeah. And every single room is the same and it has like the little key card thing right. on the outside. Like, oh, and you can also, God. they always have like a fire escape plan, like, and it's like bolts <laughs> into the wall. So they have like, they would always have like, like a painting up, like right there in the same place. And then so there's like four different apartments they would be in. But they all look the same and they would all have like the paintings hanging in the same place to cover the thing. Oh, my God. So so the girl who left Hallmark, oh man, um, Candace Cameron Bure. Bure, it should be spelled like Bure, not Bury. Um, she was sort of like the Christmas sweetheart of Hallmark. She was the leading role in over 24 films. Christmas Her and like films. Lacey Chabert is the other one who's like. Like she's like done the second most or whatever. Yeah, and so Candace Candace branched out from just the Christmas movies and um, played Aurora Tea Garden. What a wonderful name! And it's like a whole mystery series. Aurora Tea Garden that. Mysteries, where she, you guessed it, solves mysteries. Yeah, she's like a, it's like a new it's like the new murder she wrote or something. Maybe I've never seen it, but that's what I always had the vibe that like Angela Lansbury, my grandmother, used to love that. Show. Yeah, so she <laughs> left for the competitor channel, which is called GAC Family, um, which like I always thought. I didn't grow up watching the Hallmark Channel. It was always like oh, I didn't really watch TV at all growing up. But if I like had the opportunity to watch TV on the rare occasion, and I was like flipping through the channels, I would not stop on the Hallmark Channel. I was like, that's for that didn't exist when I was growing up. No, oh, it definitely I, I don't existed I when I was growing up. But it just I was like, it doesn't look good. I don't like the quality. I want to just watch you know like something cool on the BBC or something or PBS. And um, I just always thought that. Hallmark Channel was like for very conservative, like evangelicus Christians. Evangelicus? Evangelicus? Evangelical? <laughs> evangelical? Evangelical Christians? That's what I was so about I to never... ask you. I was about to ask you, like, I've always just, I haven't seen, I, I started to bring this up earlier and we digressed, but like, I haven't seen a Hallmark movie since like, you know, I don't know. Last time we were staying in a hotel was like a year ago or oh, something. We, we watched but, the um, debut of one of them, like a Christmas movie. I can't remember which one it was. But like the we whole time we were like, that, oh, though. there's the gay friend. There's like, the, well, the oh, Hallmark, they have a black guy. Yeah. So they, there's a lesbian There's a couple. formula with Hallmark for a long time now where like the first step of them going more like inclusive it used to be definitely like Hallmark Channel was always it's like very obviously like this is this is definitely about like white folks for a long time now. It's been the thing where like basically all the movies are about a white woman, but she always like her best friend is always going to be black. And there's always going to be like the comic relief is going to be like a white gay guy or something or some variation on that. And it's not just Hallmark. It's all those kind of movies like the Christmas Prince. Yeah, movies you get Netflix. the sense that they're like it's Protestant, always, but not quite Baptist. <laughs> 
they're always just showing you it's it's that's the way of it's again kind of a virtue signaling thing where it's just the way now that we show that that this is that your protagonist is a good person because their friends are all very inclusive like they have their friends are like black and latina and gay so that's how we show even though the movie has nothing to do with those groups and they're just they're tokens is what they are but there's a good there's a good way to do that i was thinking about this with that um the episode of that show we watched last week on hbo the new show the baby which is a british show starring like the main actress is you know a black actress her you know she like i think her friends like she's a mixed group of friends but that doesn't feel like at all all like oh this is this is the token black friend this is the token you know gay guy that she's hanging out with who works at the restaurant who she's friends with like right. that didn't feel like that at all it felt very natural we and, talked like, about that yeah, yeah because it's because that's because every show that we've seen in the last i don't know how long it's just become a thing now where basically everything is about women now like every movie is just all women and men you know, men more and more are just, it's gotten to a crazy level where like the lessons for anybody growing up and watching movies now or TV shows, it's just like over and over again, men are just totally sidelined to being just completely useless, weak, ineffectual, impotent, just pussies. And the thing is, I'm saying that as a joke, ha ha ha, it's funny. But like, the thing is, I'm saying that because what women, what we're doing now to men is what we used to do to women. And I've said this, this rant before, but it's exactly like when you watch like a 60s movie or something or whatever, an older movie, 70s, whatever it is, even in the 80s, this was still going on to a large extent. And and, and some people are like, more reason than that. But the point is like what we have historically portrayed women as being just these sort of useless, like just look pretty and sit there and they can't do anything. And if like a fight breaks out, the woman's just like, ah, ah, ah. Like just kind mm-hmm. of, she can't do anything. Even if like lives are on the line, she's just sitting there. She's not expected to do anything, right? And they she's just supposed this... to look hot. And that's how, that's what men are like. Now yeah. we talked about this in Turning Red. The turning Red, yeah. You they know? view, I mean, I'm sure the feminist women, strong, you know, social justice people out there view this as like, now we're equal, but now we've just reversed roles. Yeah, it's just Absolutely. Like in like a Picard, let's oh, not get off on that God. too much. Maybe we can come back to we're it. We're going to make a whole... We have to make a whole thing about it. Because it's so bad. If you haven't seen this, like, if you're a fan of Star Trek, The don't Next Generation, fucking don't fucking bother. If you've opened the browser, if you've ever pulled up com- Picard on your computer, just fucking click it's the so, X it's button. So tempting because it. they're, they're, it's so tempting because these are characters you love. And you're like, oh, but dude, they're going to bring back these characters Q, who I love. There's going to be Q, Q and, and Data. And, and Brent Spiner. Yeah. But it's a piece of... I can't even come up with the words to describe what a worthless piece of fucking trash shit bile this is. <laughs> they haven't come up with a word strong enough to be able to describe this so bad. show. Worthless. I mean, it's so it's it's, it's okay. worse than worthless for the it's, it's, for the people so out there, the insiders. It it's worse than the end of Man in the High Castle. Yeah, that's the right and analogy. When, when that, we like, finished watching Man in the High Castle, we were like. I've never seen a show like this. I've, I've never, never seen, seen a show, show fall apart like, like that. That. And that. That bad. It's a great. It starts off great. It's so good. Never seen anything tank out this bad. It's unbelievable. It's like it's like watching a race where somebody is like a hundred yards ahead of the closest competitor, and then they just fucking like bite it and fall down face first in the dust for no reason. And there's still like an hour left for the guy to catch up with them. And people are like, hey, are you okay? Why don't you just get up and crawl like three feet and cross yeah. the finish line? And they're like, dude, I don't know. I can't make it. Or it's like, it's like you're watching, that show? <laughs> it's like you're watching a train crash, like two trains head on. And like they speed it up and they crash really quickly. 
but then they slow it down as slow as possible and you have to watch the two train cars just like crumble into each other people got all pissed off about that too because they said it was the woke thing again too where it was like the show became they took everything that was working and changed it for one thing the best character they killed off out of nowhere for no reason and you see it like as a memory off camera almost and then and then all of a sudden the show becomes about a completely different thing. All of a sudden it's about like black revolutionaries and it's like, what? And, 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 and a whole, and like a gay, it becomes totally about like gay rights and black rights. And even, and even like, the gay the rights thing isn't anything? annoying. Like when, when what's his face and the guy who does the antiques like yeah. go and stay, like they're like camping out in like the neutral zone area. That was area. season three before it got really Yeah. I was bad. like, okay, this is kind of weird. I didn't think that this show was going to take this turn but it's okay i still like this character a lot i still feel like you know there's that was that was okay because they were still rooting it in like a story about characters who you care about that was the thing is that it was one character who's been there since the beginning and then he starts like getting in touch with his own he starts realizing his own sexuality that actually he's gay and so you go on this journey with him because you care about him because he's been there (laughs) the whole time so that's cool i like this character that was cool. I was hang- a lot of people out there were getting pissed because they're oh, and more woke bullshit. They're turning this into a, a gay thing, but we didn't feel that way because, you know, I would like to we're think not that we're not assholes. bigots. Yeah, and and the things we care about. But my point is like from a just filmmaking standpoint or a storytelling standpoint. Oh like God. the point is like I was okay with that because I care about these characters. But <laughs> then what they do is they bring in a whole cast of new characters in the last season who you don't give a fuck about because they just showed up and all of a sudden the only reason you could care about them is because they're black and it's tokenism again. All of a sudden there's all these people who you've never met and they're fighting this battle that you don't give a fuck about and you're supposed mm-hmm. to care. And when did that come out? It's like, it's not coincidental that it comes out when it does. Yeah. Picard is like, you have this Alex Kurtzman fucking hack asshole just writing shit. (laughs) The the, the writers of Picard just writing shit that is trying to be so deep and heavy and awesome and profound. And it presents it. That's the thing. It presents itself as being culturally way more significant and just poetic than it is. And the other thing about it that is very much like it's just bad writing. It's done badly. It all sucks on all levels. And it's not true to the characters. But there's also that woke element. Uh, just to bring it back to the kind of things that we like to talk about here on the show. Uh it is absolutely too just a total celebration of like you know women are awesome go women strong girls it's like every single it's unbelievable you just see over and over again it's just a show about women kicking ass but women are actually fucking psychopaths in real life in case you're wondering this is coming from a woman but um just news flash women are fucking crazy they are actual psychopaths you know why because people are. <laughs> because they don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But yes, because, because people, people are. Like whenever anybody mm-hmm. asks me, like, you know, like, do you do you hate women? Are you a misogynist? I go like, of course I am. Of course I do. I also hate men. I hate people. I'm not, I'm, I'm not really. I mean, I am a misogynist because I'm a misanthropist. Does that mean I'm a misogynist? I guess so. Why wouldn't you? You know? I try to like see beautiful things in people, but come on. This idea that like you're you're like a beautiful, fucking amazing person full of magic because you're a woman. 
Really? Yeah. Am I a beautiful, amazing person because I'm a man? Not according to Gillette. Remember them? Remember the, their their whole uh, commercial about how little little boys are born with something wrong inside them because they have dicks and they need to be fucking taught and schooled out of their toxic masculinity? <laughs> okay, so to go back to Hallmark again. Yeah, what what this what um Beret has cited as being the reason. Well, she hasn't like come out directly and said why she's leaving, but it's pretty clear in her statement. Um, she said. This is the article from the list, the official article that announced her departure from the Hallmark Channel. She said, uh, this article says, you're less likely to find progressive holiday content on GAC Family, which may be another reason why Beret made the move. After all, Beret cites Faith as the reason why she's excited to work with GAC, which was formerly known as Great American Country. So Beret said... In her announcement, I'm very excited to develop heartwarming family and faith-filled programming and make the kind of stories my family and I love to watch. I'm constantly looking for ways that I can inspire people to live life with purpose. GAC fits my brand perfectly. We share a vision of creating compelling, wholesome content for an audience who wants to watch programming for and with the whole family. To me, if I read that, and I'm reading this in 2022, watching what I've watched and reading what I've read, that seems about as close as a to a, I don't want to work with this channel because they're creating stuff that I wouldn't feel comfortable showing to my family as you're going to get. That sounds like she's pretty much directly saying, like, I'm not, I don't want to work for these woke assholes anymore. She might as well have said that. That's pretty much what she said. Yeah. The idea that a person that we would respect a person's religious choice is is about as ridiculous as expecting us to care about Ezra Miller's pronouns after he throws a chair at some woman. You know, like we don't respect that as a culture. So that just translates to she's she's like a homophobic racist. That's yeah. all that that translates to for people. The idea that the idea that somebody's identity in this case family values, which translates to racism and homophobia. <laughs> you know, the idea that her identity as a Christian, and let's say, I don't know what her deal is, but let's say that she, let's say that she does believe that, like, gay people shouldn't be married, for example. I'm not too worried that Hallmark has become what you would call woke at this point. I'm sure they're pretty much still making wholesome, fun Christmas movies about a man and a woman falling in love. That's all they've ever done is make, make movies. They're very what you would call heteronormative, and they're very white. Now they're making some movies where there's some black people in there, and they're making some movies, I guess, probably where there's, uh, there's gay couples being featured, and that's probably what's pissing her off. So let's say that she does have a problem with that. That's her identity. That's her, that, that's coming from her whole belief system in religion and blah, blah, blah. Do we care about that identity? No, you no, don't get a right to have, you don't have a right <laughs> to have that identity. And speaking of the word identity, um, I just saw, this is a digression, but we were just driving the other day and we passed the elementary school here. And it's funny because we were just talking about, we were just, some somebody just said to me recently, you know, I said something about um, how we are. And I think we were talking about the uh, the Florida thing, the don't say gay bill. We were talking about yeah. how, um, you know, 
the Republicans are all like, you know, of course, the Republicans are all like they're 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 training our five year olds with all this woke shit. And this is fucked up. And everybody's like, they're not really. These people are overreacting. I mean, nobody's going in and trying to talk to kindergartners about transgenderism and anti-racism. Nobody's trying to do that. And well, uh, let me tell you a little story about living in Vermont, (laughs) passing the elementary school a block from here. I looked over. I've never really noticed the elementary school, but there were some kids sitting out on the grass. So I caught my eye as we were driving past and I looked over and just passing the school real quick. What I saw was a giant Black Lives Matter, uh, like a big, you know, one of those things you can tell the kids painted it with like those those like those paints that you have in elementary school. You know, you can see them right now. They come in those little those little jars, right? Like poster paint. You know, oh, and so yeah. they, had, they had made a Black Lives Matter thing. <laughs> and there was also another poster paint thing up on the wall. Uh, one of the outside walls on the porch that said, like, we choose love or something like that, which you know what that means. Um, and then there are these columns on the porch. There's like four giant columns and each one of those. They've painted with vertical block letters, a different key buzzword. So one of them was identity. What the fuck does a five-year-old even know about identity? Like, we believe, like, let's celebrate identity. Uh, Really? Are you celebrating the identity of Cameron, Cameron Bure, who thinks gay people shouldn't be married? Sorry, if that's not what you think, I apologize. But, like, you know, stop saying that you want to celebrate diversity and identity and all people's beliefs and in this house it's like these it's like these signs in the yards around here like you know in this house we believe you know that you should that everyone has a right to who how whoever whatever you believe everyone has a right to believe what they believe and to love who they want to love and to do this and to do that. no you don't you believe that the people that are in your tribe should do whatever the fuck they want to do and nobody should question them and you also believe that anybody as this has been evidenced over and over and over again Anybody who who transgresses those laws should be shut down, silenced, their fucking career should be ruined, and they should be just put in a cell, basically. So anyway, mm-hmm. the elementary school, the pillars say identity. What was it? What was it? Shit, what was it? Okay. The pillars said identity, diversity was another one. <laughs> diversity, <laughs> identity, and then I, we drove past and I couldn't see the rest of them. So don't tell me that we're not indoctrinating five-year-olds with this shit. This is an elementary school. And you can tell by the way this was done that this project was like spearheaded by these children. Mm-hmm. It's like when you see like a four-year-old with a, with a re-elect Trump shirt on and you get all pissed off if you're like a nice liberal where you're like, you know, that's fucked up. Because there's no way that that kid, you're taking away that kid's choice. There's no way that a kid has formulated that opinion. Well, guess what? There's also no way that a kid has formulated opinion if it's the opinion that you like. If a five-year-old can't decide to vote for Donald Trump, then they can't decide that they're trans either. And they sure as fuck can't decide that they want to celebrate identity and diversity when they don't even know what that fucking means. I mean, I guess to play absolute, absolute devil's advocate here and be kind of a contrarian as um, Mike from Red Letter Media would be, as he always is in Best of the Worst. (laughs) Um, The whole identity trans thing is, 
you know, new. It's very new compared to the question of like, when do you have to register for the draft or when can you drink? When can you buy cigarettes? I mean, they're changing the cigarette thing all the time. I just read an article that they, the FDA is banning menthol um, cigarettes and menthol flavored uh, like vape things. There's a lot of new ideas floating around and it's going to take people some time to sort of sort out again, you're sorting out like the, you're sorting out the implications of some new premises. Mm-hmm. But, that is true but at the same time this idea that like you know the the idea that you should be complacent because of that and so well-meaning liberals you know i, I don't mean like you know liberals when you call somebody a liberal it makes you sound like new gingrich or something but <laughs> a lot of just intelligent well-meaning let's say left-leaning the kind of people who have always been in my circle you know and myself included people who are basically progressive and intelligent people who have all just lost their fucking minds in the last five years. You know, they just kind of don't know what to do with themselves. And they're so, they've become complacent for a long time. And it's because of stuff like that. It's like if you are well-meaning and you're smart enough to like think about things enough and be compassionate and to go, well, you know, you know, these things take time. You gotta, you know, you know, where we're, all these new things are happening, you got to just be patient. Things are going to work themselves out for the best. Well, now, more and more, you're seeing that the shit has hit the fan in a way that nobody, myself included, would have predicted. We don't have the benefit of hindsight here. We're in the middle of a historical moment, so it's hard to say. When, when I say, like, well, this seems fucked up, you can just immediately throw this thing at me like, it's well, your opinion. if it was in the yeah. 60s, you would have thought it was fucked up for a black person to sit at the front of the bus. But at the same time, but, you probably wouldn't have. Like, that's that's so what you, I, you that's what I sure, always, though, yeah, right? that's what like, I always come back to. I hate this, especially when it's brought up in literary classes where somebody's like, oh, well, Shakespeare was a misogynist and he treated women terribly. So I wouldn't have gone to see his play. Like, bitch, you would have been lucky in Elizabethan England to be able to afford to go to one of his plays and not have died from the plague. And you also, you, know? you, def- <laughs> you would have been lining up wishing that you could get in. That's, that's, oh, I love when people definitely. say stuff like that. It's like people, it, it's again, I talk about this all the time, but it's like people go, how did things like, how did the Holocaust happen? Right. And what, we, what people will never, ever, ever understand is that they would have been the Nazis. Like historically, like if you were in, if you were a German back then, it's almost certain that you would have been a Nazi. Like, you like if you're one of those woke social justice warriors, I can tell you for sure you would have been a Nazi. It's not about it's which side of die. the fence you're on. There's that. But the thing is, you wouldn't have just been a Nazi, but down deep you really hated it. You would have been all all you would have been all about that shit. You know? It's the same reason why why are a bunch of kindergartners a block from here writing identity and diversity? On their on their pillars. <laughs> That's the same thing. If this was if this was Germany in the in the 30s, they would have been they would have been writing some other shit on their pillars that would have been a lot more offensive and a lot less uh, progressive sounding. Except it would have yeah. seemed progressive to them. They would have been super jazzed about like purifying their nation. Have you ever gone back and watched historical videos or documentaries about the Hitler Youth Schools? Mm. Like, do you really think that? You're so awesome that like if you were back in one of those historical moments, you would have been the one who got it 
Everybody does. Everybody thinks they would have been on the right side of history. Everybody thinks they would have been the ones like fighting on the abolitionist railroad to abolish slavery or the underground railroad. Everybody thinks they would have been fighting to abolish slavery or they would have been fighting against the Nazis. Nobody thinks that they would have been the bad guys back then. Mm-hmm. It is not a question of which side of the fence you're on. It's a question of whether or not you are a tribalist or not. It's a question of whether or not you just swallow whatever is given to you without questioning it. If somebody says to you, hey, I heard this person is a homophobe. I heard this person is transphobic. And you just go, well, fuck them. You're a Nazi. That's what that means. Because you have the kind of brain that would have just accepted whatever was given to you. If you give somebody, you go, here's a gun, go kill that guy. And you go, okay. Like the Stanley Milgram experiments. It's been proven over and over again. You take a random person, put him in a room. Some guy in a coat comes in, a white coat you've never mm-hmm. seen him before. And he goes, give this guy electric shocks. Or, until they die, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. do it. Everybody does mm-hmm. it. They keep they get they get to the point where they're own, they're physically ill, but they keep going because some guy the they don't even know, some guy they don't even know, he's wearing a white coat, and he keeps telling you, "Please continue. It's important that you continue." And almost everybody, but then that administers comes back. a fatal level of shock. That is the historical lesson: is that the people who became Nazis, most of them were actually like. Good people, nice people, regular people, the people that live right next to you, your neighbors. That is the fact. And that's what we lose by rewriting everything. That's what I hate about the revisionism going on in movies, right? Because what it does is it allows us to sort of be self-privileging and it just it, it makes us sort of miss the human lesson there. Yeah, because like you can feel good like, about watching Downton Abbey because yes. they're okay with gay people, but well, honestly, exactly. they wouldn't have been. Exactly. Like so you show somebody in a situation like this like English lord, this super conservative English lord in the, in the 20s who suddenly is okay with homosexuality, he wouldn't have been. Like historically in his class, a guy like that, he wouldn't have been, but he has to be in Downton Abbey because he's a good person. We have to see him as a good person and that means he has to be okay with stuff he wouldn't have been okay with. The idea that we could watch a character do something that was racist or sexist or homophobic and still continue to be able to get behind that character, it would work. We go, well, I thought, I'm confused. I thought he was a good person. How could he do that? Well, he was, he is a good person, but he still believes that slavery is okay because that's his cultural context. 